Courtney. Hey, Sasha. What is a ghost's favorite ride at an amusement park? I don't know. What is a ghost's favorite ride at an amusement park? A roller coaster. Oh, roller, roller coaster. coaster. You know. Wow, it's spook hour. Welcome back. We hope our singing did not scare you away. <laughs> we are a paranormal comedy podcast, but usually we're not just outright scary. And now you know why we're not called Motown Hour. <laughs> so, welcome back. Like Courtney said, Scoop Hour. Scoop Hour. Paranormal comedy. Woo. That's Sasha. This is Courtney. You can find us, as always, on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Spoop Hour. S P O O P, like penguin. Hour, like time. Yeah, and so this week. This week... We're talking about... Well, let's give some context. It's It's summertime. Yeah, that's context. You might be, you know, going to the fair, going to a carnival, maybe an amusement park, and there's a fucking ghost there. And so we're going to cover haunted amusement parks and roadside attractions and just anything that you do in the summertime that's fucking spooky. That's what we're doing today. Yeah, and... Well, a couple of weeks ago, I went to Disneyland. Yes. Disney World, rather. And I went for the first time to Country Bear Jamboree. And the Carousel of Progress. And, like, Disney animatronics and Disney costume characters don't scare me. Mm-hmm. But as I've talked about on the podcast before, other costume characters scare me. Yes. And other animatronics scare me. Good. So I'm going to get to the bottom of Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> and why we take our kids there. Because we hate them. Yeah. I really enjoyed Chuck E. Cheese as a child, but, like, I also went to Chuck E. Cheese's where I never had to interact with the animatronic band. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently other people do. And I've also played Five Nights at Freddy's against my will. Yeah. So um, we'll talk about that as well. Yeah. And because we're doing haunted theme parks, I made us a thematic snack. Mm. That's right. That's so good. I made deep fried Oreos. Ugh. I've already taken a picture of them because these are probably going to be gone within the next 35 seconds. They're so good. I'm very proud of myself. Unfortunately, these were easy, and now I know that it is easy to make fried Oreos. I love this, and I love you. Thank you. (laughs) These are so good. Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Um, So, not necessarily spooky, Mm -hmm. but since we last recorded with Relic on our last episode, which was a great episode, you guys should go listen to it. It's an extra long... (laughs) It's so girthy. Uncut for your (laughs) listening pleasure. It's moderately cut. Um, Moderately cut. (laughs) But that was a really fun episode to record, but we recorded it earlier than we usually record. We Um, did. And so since then, I have streamed on Twitch with my partner, Monster Prom, Mm -hmm. and... Oh my god, if there is not a game that's more spoop hour than, like, <laughs> it's the perfect spoop hour game. Mm. It's got really bad jokes, it's got Armor. deep cuts with, Love like, it. trivia that you and I would get. Love um, trivia. 
It's like LGBT friendly. Yay. It's like you can pick your different pronouns. Um, they don't like automatically throw you into a heterosexual relationship. You could date anyone because literally everyone's a monster. So like, really, what's up with gender? Yeah, right? you can be you can be a non-binary zombie dating another non-binary zombie. That's exactly. Great. Like it's it's perfect, but it's also a little bit disturbing. So like, it does a little bit of like flipping things over on their heads. So like, mm-hmm. the mundane is scary, and like the scary is mundane. Sure. But yeah, I did. I played that for like two hours on Twitch. <laughs> so if you go to twitch.tv slash jrustterrier, that's my partner's account. He hosts Pop Culture Bento and does a lot of pop culture stuff on his podcast and his website. But yeah, we, we played Monster Prom and nice. oh my God, I need you to play it. It's so good. Um, <laughs> All right. our, our, our third roommate and I, the other night, were watching playthroughs on YouTube. <laughs> By Game Grumps. That's, so how you, just, that's how you know it's a good game. It's a good game. It's really good. Nice. Yeah, so that's like, it's not spooky, but yeah. it's like tangentially related to Spoop Hour. Yeah, I yeah. think so. <laughs> yeah. The only spooky thing that happened to me wasn't outright spooky. It was just like, well, this is inconvenient. We had torrential d- rains yesterday, mm-hmm. and our laundry room low-key flooded, which it's never done before. So I got to come downstairs having just done two loads of laundry, one of which was coming out of the dryer, to all this water on the ground. And I thought back to our game, call the plumber, call the electrician, oh, no. call the exorcist, and our local exorcist will be here tomorrow. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I just submitted a maintenance request. Good. I don't think the ghost that haunts me here is flooding shit. It's more of a toilet-based, yeah. noise-crashing ghost. You know, I, I was here home alone yesterday or two days ago uh-huh. and heard like this thudding and didn't know what it was and then I like pressed my ear against the window someone I think was doing like like lo- like gutter yeah. maintenance or something and was playing music uh, and so I was hearing like the, dunce, the dunce, thud dunce, from like the music dunce, was dunce. like <laughs> now imagine that you're in the middle of recording with another podcast and you just hear a crash crash something got knocked over when you're alone because yep. that's what happened to mm-hmm. me so yay all right, well, do you want to dive in? Yeah. As you house these... I already ate mine, because mm-hmm. Sasha talked about something for a little bit, and I was like, I'm going to eat all of these. I'm going to eat this. Yeah. Shall we play a game? Yes, let's play a game. So because we're doing haunted theme parks, I was racking my brain trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. and I went through like eight different topics, and really, I kept coming back to this idea that has stuck with me since childhood of why I think theme parks are probably more prone to being haunted. Mm-hmm. This game is called Haunted Theme Park or Episode of Scooby-Doo. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> because, like, when I first was like, okay, haunted theme parks, let's go. It's probably going to be a bunch of, like, clown shit and, like, starting rides and oh stuff. And then I realized that's probably, like, every episode of Scooby-Doo. So I realized... This is the perfect game. There's literally, I think one of the Scooby-Doo movies that came out when we were, like, middle school age or so Mm -hmm. was set in a theme park. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, as my intro states, Rutrow, I'm going to read a list of ghostly happenings, and you're going to tell me if they're from an actual haunted theme park or if they're from an episode of Scooby-Doo. And this game was made possible, thank God, by Wikipedia, because there is a Scooby-Doo wiki 
and it has a list of monsters and villains. So oh, I got to just like God. scroll down and be like, yes, yes, no, yes, no. By the way, a plug for Wikipedia. <laughs> Give them money. Honestly, Give them God. money. I am a monthly subscriber now nice. to Wikipedia, so nice. they, they get my money once a month. Money, money, money. Help pay my friend who works for Wikipedia. <laughs> Yay! And then also thank you to Backpackverse.com, which is where mm. I got most of the ghost stuff, the actual ghost stuff. You ready to the play? The dough is so good. All right, well, hopefully it's clearing your brain and putting mm-hmm. you in that sort of funnel cakey carnival mindset. It is. Let's go. All right. A ghostly clown appears, but don't look at him too long. People who see him report feeling almost hypnotized. Scooby-Doo? Yep. Okay. <laughs> it's the ghost from Bedlam in the Big Top, and as it turns out, it's Harry the Hypnotist. Okay. Oh, it was Harry the whole time. Because this wiki is great because not only does it list the actual Scooby-Doo monster, it then says, this was Town Man Joe. (laughs) And his motivation was he wanted to steal the diamonds back. It's great. (laughs) It's like the best Wikipedia page I've ever been on. I love it. All right. Food courts aren't free of haunting, as one theme park ice cream parlor can attest. Visitors report seeing three ghosts who unexpectedly lock doors. Scooby-Doo. Yep. Okay. (laughs) It's from the ghost of the bad humor man, and the ghosts are chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla. I love it. (laughs) The bad humor. (laughs) I love it. It's it's not good humor, it's bad humor, and they're all ghosts. I love it. At one theme park, ghostly hands will reach out and try to grab visitors from the foliage around one of the dining halls. Scooby-Doo. Haunted theme park. No! (laughs) And you're going to be real upset because it's at Simpsons Land. Oh, God. Yep. The beer garden at Simpsons Land, apparently guests have reported that when they go into the beer garden, hands will reach out from the bushes, but the hands aren't actually attached to bodies. Wait, like the Universal Studios one in Florida? Uh, no, the no. one in California. Oh, the one in California. Oh, yeah. God, because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, God. Simpsons Land. Fucking haunted. Ugh. Yeah. Guard your spare tokens as one theme park ghost hangs out at the arcade. It looks like a black shadow and swipes at passersby. Real ghosts. Haunted theme park. Okay. Well, maybe not real ghosts. Real ghosts. I mean, are any of them real ghosts? We just don't know. Haunted Probably theme park. not. Haunted theme park. This is at Golfland in San Jose, California. Right. And this spirit is kind of a dick because he also scratches visitors. No. So he doesn't just, like, swipe at them. He, like, full-on claws them. <sighs> yeah, he's a dick. I hate it. Be careful near one of the performance halls at this theme park. Some of the display mannequins seem to move on their own. Scooby-Doo. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the Scooby-Doo episode, The Phantom of the Country Music Hall, and the mannequins in question are both Vikings and Davy Crockett. I don't know why there are Vikings in the Country Music Hall. I don't think I've seen this Scooby-Doo, but I'm just reporting when to you. When you said Country did. Music Hall, I was hoping that they were the Country Bears. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they had an actual, like, 70s country star as the guest, because you know oh, how, yeah, like, yeah. I think it was, like, Scooby-Doo with the movies or whatever, that season where they always had a celebrity mm-hmm. guest. They had, like, 70s country music guy that I've never heard of was like, help me out at this country hall, because I want to do a performance, and they're saying if I perform, they're going to haunt it. Good times. Good times. Good Scooby-Doo crossover. <laughs> Watch out at the wave pool. The ghost of a little girl who drowned there allegedly tries to grab children and drag them to the bottom of the pool. Haunted theme park. Raging waters in San Dimas, California. Uh, Fucking yikes. But if you watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Raging Waters plays an important role. (laughs) But they don't talk about the little girl who drowned there. Oh, good. One apparition in a theme park wants to ruin go-karts for everyone. (laughs) 
The red figure stands in the center of the course and charges at patrons while they race. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a bad idea just either way. I mean, but... <laughs> bad time. Bad time where? Uh, Scooby-Doo? <gasps> Haunted theme Haunted park! Theme park. <laughs> okay, because I was thinking, like... But who would put themselves at bodily risk of getting hit by a go-kart? I mean, how bad can a go-kart hurt, though? Yeah, but they're made out of, like, metal. They're, I mean, they're, like, it's also shins. a cartoon. Yeah. So, like, there's, there's nobody no really gets it. Like, <laughs> they fall from all kinds of shit. Like, their legs do the scrambling uh, thing. They're fine. Yeah. They're fine. None of them have joints. It's fine. And this is at K1 speed in Florida. Mm. Hella haunted. Another Florida place, eh? Yep. You gotta be hmm. careful when you go down to Florida. Florida or California. Yeah, both hmm. both of those apparently have, like, haunted as shit theme parks. Curious. Good times. A theater at a theme park was allegedly built atop the mummified corpse of a long-dead monk, which they discovered when people started seeing the ghost of the friar around. Scooby-Doo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this is the ghost from Theater of Doom. And what's weird is, based on my reading of the summation on Wikipedia... There's both the fake ghost that's somebody who, like, wants the theater shut down for whatever reason, and then there's, like, a legit ghost who materializes, explains all the, like, holes that weren't filled in the first time, and then disappears. I don't know. Curious. Scooby-Doo, man. As if mazes weren't inherently spooky enough, one theme park's maze is home to ghostly orbs that speak to anyone foolish enough to enter. Real park. Haunted theme yep. park. Children's uh, Fairyland. No. In California is apparently all fun uh, and games, but when you go to the Alice in Wonderland themed maze, there are ghost orbs. And the best part is, you know what they tell children? Scary shit about death. No! So kids are like, um, mommy, the ghostly orb said that this is what death feels like. No! Yeah. Yeah. So maybe don't take your kids to Children's Fairyland or keep them very far away from the maze. Yeah. That's yeah. awful. All right, and this is the last one. All right. A theme park got rid of its wax museum, partially due to one of the figures allegedly laughing at odd times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's Sasha. It's me. <laughs> I just immediately thought of the uh, Gravity Falls episode with the wax figures. Uh, yeah, you need to watch Gravity Falls. I do. Man. You really do. It's on Hulu. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, the whole it. thing, it doesn't have commercials. <gasps> I hate commercials. Yeah. Uh, oh god, I kind of want this to be a real park, but mm. it's Scooby-Doo? Real park. It's Scooby-Doo! Scooby-Doo, damn! Okay. It's from Don't Fool with a Phantom. Dang. I know, I thought I got you. I, I wanted it to be real. I mean, I mean don't the we ones, all? Yeah, I wanted, <laughs> the ones we don't want to be real, like the orbs that are like, you're gonna die, child. Those are the real ones, and the ones that we do want to be real, where the wax figure's just like, <laughs> those are the Scooby-Doo that, ones. That, that, you're gonna die, child. voice <laughs> was, was too good. Yours is too good. Oh, thank you. D- during that, I remembered, there was this computer game, D- did you know Clue Finders? Yeah, we've yeah. talked about it before. Yeah, we talked about the Egypt one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was one that wasn't like a, a like grades four through six one, but uh-huh. it was just like another additional one called Clue Finder's Search and Sa- Solve. Ooh. And it is set in a theme park, like a uh-huh. theme park that's been shut down and they have to investigate something. Ooh. And I remember playing a little bit of it, but it was just like was too scary for me. Oh. Yeah, it was just like a little, like a smidge too much too much because it's... It's just, like, critical thinking skills, but I feel like... That's spooky. They, oh, what it was is... Okay. 
One night, when the clue finders are observing a lunar eclipse from their clubhouse, they see an SOS signal coming from an abandoned music amusement park on the edge of town. They find Jacques Ramon. <laughs> That's the, not his real name. The curator of the local art museum is trapped at the top of the drop tower ride. He tells <gasps> them that he, <laughs> he tells them that he was kidnapped and placed there, but he says he doesn't know why. Mm. Um, after Joni and Owen rescue the curator, Santiago and Leslie are captured by the curator's sister, Min- Mimi Ramon. Also Joni, not her real name. Joni and Owen investigate the park, finding some art supplies and damaged robots, and cl- indicating some kind of art forgery crime taking place. But yeah, there are just like too many like creepy elements yeah. of it that I just like could not finish I playing yeah. it. But yeah, that's where I was like, ooh, no theme parks. No, thank you. Yeah, I played Eagle Eye Detective Agency growing up mm-hmm. and Eagle Eye Mysteries, and there were a couple of them. All of them were sort of Scooby-Doo-esque in the crimes. Like, mm-hmm. the things you were trying to figure out were everybody was at the old-timey theater in town, and they saw a ghost on the upper balcony, what's the deal, and you have to yeah. go around town, you have to ask questions and shit. And some of those were a little too creepy for me, but they weren't that bad. And then there was this Barbie detective agency game Mm -hmm. that I got, I think I was in seventh grade. So I was like right on the cusp of being too old and cool for my Barbies anymore. But I was like, I love detectives. I love detecting. This is great. And it was set at a theme park. And the story of it was that like Barbie is watching the magicians perform and Ken disappears So you have to figure out where Ken went, what's going on, and like certain things were clues, certain things weren't clues. And I ended up, I I stopped playing the game because like it was fucking impossible. And recently, within the past year, I decided to look up how the game ended because I just got in like a dead end loop of like, I kept riding on this roller coaster trying to chase down the culprit and I couldn't figure out who it was and there wasn't enough detail and whatever. And so I looked it up to see if anybody had summarized it. And I came across all of these threads on the internet that were like, this game is fucking impossible. Mm -hmm. I'm a grown woman and I tried to play it and I couldn't figure it out. It's a good time. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the person who did it, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. And it's like, well, then why would you make Ken disappear? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the Barbie? Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Do you want to talk about some haunted amusement Let's parks? Let's talk about some haunted amusement parks, and then we'll close with Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, Charles right. Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> That's Charles Entertainment if Cheese Esquire. If, if you're nasty. If you're nasty. Gross. Yeah. Gross. No, I don't know. He's... Ugh. He is nasty. He's... He's a mouse. Yeah, the one... Pizza parlor. He's like Ratatouille's cousin. <laughs> when I was little, little, little... Remy, I'm sorry. His name is Remy. <laughs> Ratatouille Pizza Parlor. <laughs> When I was little, the one that we went to, the band never worked. So, like, the music would play, and they'd just be, like, awkwardly jerking. <laughs> and, no. like, as a little kid, I wasn't super afraid of it. But now, as an adult, I'm like, that's unsettling. Mm-hmm. No wonder my mom didn't really let us go there very often. The burnt one is good, too. Oh, okay, good. There was a burnt one on the plate. I'll post the picture I took before we ate all of them. And I was like, we don't have to eat the burnt one. It's fine. But Sasha's eating it, and apparently it's good. Yay. It tastes like... It's like toasty, not not burnt. Okay, yeah, it was a lot darker in color than the other ones, so I, I had concerns. It's good. Anyway, I'm going to be talking about two amusement parks that are fucking creepy, and the first one is the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park, and I would like to thank Atlas Obscura, New York Daily News, RoadTrippers.com, Visit West Virginia, and <laughs> Wikipedia, even though I didn't actually use them for this. I just, 
I just like Wikipedia a lot. Oh. So I was hoping it was in like Shawnee, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. it's in Shawnee, West Virginia. Oh, so we could go. I mean, the first sentence of mine is Lake Shawnee Amusement Park in Mercer County, West Virginia, which is only five hours from where we live. Hashtag just saying. Hmm. So like I literally, I Google Maps yeah. it. And Google Maps was like, it'll take you about five hours. And I was like, hmm. good to know, buddy. Anyway, it has a very bloody past. Okay. So, Mercer County was home to a Native American tribe until about 1783 when... Do you want to guess what happened? 1783? Yep. Big Native American murder... White people. White people. Yep. Yep. White people moved in and they were like, this is my land now. And the Native Americans were like, can you not? Especially because the land at the center of Mercer County that was at the center of all of this strife was already a burial ground? That had the bodies of 13 people, most of whom were children in it. Okay. So they were like, hey, white people, could you maybe, like, not? And the white people were like, no. So the patriarch of the family at the center of this conflict was a dude named Mitchell Clay. He was a farmer. And really, there hadn't been any, like, actual scuffles. It was just everybody was mad at everybody else. Mm -hmm. And one day when Mitchell was out hunting, several members of the local tribe allegedly came in and killed his youngest son and his only daughter. And then his eldest son was kidnapped, taken to Ohio, and later burned at the stake. Mm. So that's kind of a bummer. But Mitchell took this really well. I'm just kidding. He did not no, take it No, I feel like, you, you know. Yeah, you know. he took a bunch of other white settlers and then they murdered some Native Americans in exchange. It was really chill. Yep, as, just, as expected. Just no a really good time in American history that we should all feel great about. Mm. Good times. Mm. Then, in the 1920s, Conley T. Snido, who, like, how the fuck has he not been an episode of Scooby-Doo? Because his right. name is Conley T. Snido. Conley like, T. Snido. Yeah, imagine his little mustache that he twirls. Imagine it. He's twirling it, and he's mm. like, I have a great idea. He bought the old clay farm property, and then he said, ooh, I bet this is haunted as fuck. Let's leave it as it is. Uh, Just kidding again. He actually was like, let's make this a little baby amusement park. And that's what he did. In 1926, Snido opened the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. It had a circling swing set, like the ones that Lifty go up high. Yeah. Lifty go up high. Lifty yeah. go up high. Yeah, yeah those yeah, ones. Not like the like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the lifty go up high and spin around. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It had one of those in 1926, which was pretty cool. Okay. It had a Ferris wheel. It had a swimming pond slash swimming pool, depending on what account you read. Mm-hmm. Some sort of body of water separate from the lake, but they did also open the lake up for swimming. Right. And because of all of these attractions, it was a big hit with the families of local coal miners. Yeah. So Snido got what he wanted. It was it was very popular, and everybody was super super happy all the time. The end. Just kidding. kidding. The land wanted blood. (sighs) It demanded it. It feasted on it. So the first incident occurred when a little girl in a ruffled pink dress decided to ride the circling swing set. How do we know what she was wearing? We'll find out. Uh, please. (laughs) Unfortunately for this little girl, her ride was ruined when a truck backed into the... That's a typo, because I put the... A truck backed into the bath of her swing. (laughs) That's not right. It... The truck backed into the path of her swing is probably what I meant. And then this is a bummer, so I feel bad for making jokes. Truck backs into the path of the swing, and 
she dies on impact because it, her swing just smacks into this truck. Right. Not good. Later, a little boy drowned in the swimming pool that they had. Mm-hmm. Allegedly because his arm got stuck in the drain. So it's not clear if, like, maybe he dropped something in there or he was just, like, fucking around. But yeah, his yeah. arm got stuck, he couldn't get out, and he drowned. Mm-hmm. After a total of at least six deaths, the park was finally closed in 1966. So it took the deaths of at least six people for them to be like, this is maybe not a great idea. Yeah. Also, who the fuck let that truck back into the swings? It's not that hard to be like, excuse me, you can't drive here. Right. But whatever. I don't understand. Yeah, to make things super creepy, after 1966, they left all the structures up. So, Mm. the Ferris wheel, the circling swings, all of it is still there. And the years have not been kind to the Ferris wheel or the circling swings. They are both now rusty and overgrown with vegetation, which makes them look like basically any movie about after the apocalypse. Because you have, like, vines and brambles and just general spookiness. So kind of cool. But, of course, there are ghosts. 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 The little girl who died on the swing still hangs around. Remember how I said? Hangs around. (laughs) That was an accident, but yay. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know how I said, how do we know what she was wearing? Mm Mm-hmm. People usually report seeing her around the swings where she died, and to make it extra horrible, she is wearing the pink dress she died in, and it is covered in blood. Good. Yep. The owner of the park says that the swings are often moved by a cold wind. Mm. He says that, like, if you put your hand in them, it feels almost like the swing is moving, Mm. and you get this cold wind blowing through like it would if the swings were Mm -hmm. functional, and he says that it doesn't matter what the weather is doing, it happens all the time. So it could oh, be God. a completely still day and you still get that feeling. But if you put your hand on the particular swing where the little girl died, you'll feel something warm. Mm. And the park's owner, Gaylord White, believes that this is the spirit of the little girl in the pink dress. Oh, God. That she's something warm surrounded by all the cold. Gaylord's son, confusingly also named Gaylord, has also seen the little girl. She looked at me and as long as she looked at me, I couldn't move, he said. Oh, God. So, good times. Good times. Good times. Other spirits who hang out there include figures who work the abandoned hot dog stand. I couldn't find any information about them. I just like that these ghosts are like, all right, time to make the wieners. Right? They're still, like, (laughs) waiting to serve. Yeah. Oh, God. They're like, who wants a ghost hot dog? Nom, 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 nom. I'm trying to make a pun out of Frankenfurter. It's not going well. Frankenfurter. (laughs) <laughs> Frankenfurter's monster. Anyway. <laughs> Aboozement park. Aboozement park! <laughs> Roller coaster. Roller coaster. <laughs> Real quick, can we sidebar and talk about that joke? Yeah. So we were... <laughs> I have been, I've spent, like, the last two days trying to brainstorm a pun about amusement parks. Like, I'm trying to make, like, funnel cake into boonal cake. No, that doesn't work. Cotton candy, cotton boondy. Nope, that doesn't work. <laughs> cotton boondy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm, like, scrolling through the internet of puns. And I come across the roller coasters joke, and I'm like, well, now I feel dumb. Because <laughs> it's, it's just right there. It's so obvious. It was just right there. Roller we coaster didn't, it, ro- like, we just couldn't access it. We just couldn't see it. It's much like the ghost realm. It's right there, but we just, just can't, can't access it. If it even is real. I think so. And I mean, you do. <laughs> I do. I'm like, this sounds creepy, but probably just because two little kids and probably more people died there. Yeah. I'm okay. Anyway, the Ferris wheel also has one seat that is haunted, like the circling swings, but this one is haunted by an older gentleman. Mm -hmm. It creaks and moves regardless of the wind, and sometimes people will even see a shadowy figure of a man sitting in that seat, 
waiting patiently for his turn around the Ferris wheel that will never come. Mm. And of course, it wouldn't be a haunted theme park if there weren't ghost children laughing all over the damn place. Uh... And it wouldn't have been built on an ancient burial ground without ghost chanting, which there also is around the whole damn place. But wait, you ready for the best news? Oh god, there's more? There's more! They run overnight tours there every October. So you just bring a flashlight, $20 if you want to book when you get there, $15 if you book online, and probably a change of pants from when you pee them, because the tours start at 8pm and the last one starts at 1am. Mm. So, so is it just it's just a tour, or is it like... Uh, like, what, like what? sanctioned urban exploring? Section urban exploring versus like do you, did you ever do that thing um, in college the the haunted woods thing like people were like not oh, in college go. but I've done yeah, haunted woods yeah like where like people in costumes jump out at you I knew or, about myself that that was not gonna be yeah <laughs> I, a bunch of people always every October people would invite me to go do it and I was like do you know me <laughs> <laughs> whereas I like did the corn maze that every year they did a different shape and one year they did the United States oh, yeah, and yeah. so the friends that I went with we did Oregon Trail <laughs> so the whole time we were like oh no the oxen drowned. Oh no, the twins got bitten by snakes. It was a good time. Yeah, I always <laughs> wanted to do flashlight corn maze because I knew it didn't have anything that jumps out. It was just yeah. scary and dark. Yeah. But the the woodsy thing scared me too much. Yeah. I, so that's why I want to know if this amusement park is like partially that I, or if it's just urban exploring. I think it is. They actually have a tour guide take you around. That's cool. Yeah. I would maybe do that. I mean, I'm not going to say absolutely do that. Yeah, because I feel like... I'm, I'm kind of a weenie and I would pee my pants. Like, you're absolutely right to bring an extra pair of pants yeah. and underwear. I would I would need to have more people around me. I'd be totally down to go, but I would need a bunch of people because, for me, the fear would come in two phases. One, the fear that, oh no, what if I accidentally see something moving out of the corner of my eye and, and then I have to start believing in ghosts or shit? And then two, what if there are spiders? Which sounds oh. dumb. <laughs> No. But, like, I'm genuinely afraid of spiders. Yeah. Almost every goddamn morning last week, when I left this fucking house, there is a spider <laughs> that keeps building its web right in front of our front goddamn door. And because I'm oh. usually the first one to leave in the morning, it I walk into it and it gets me in the goddamn yeah. face. Fuck that spider. When, when I left for Disney, I left at, like, oh, 5 yeah. in the morning. Did you get that? And I walked that? right into the spider web and was like, Ugh. Yeah, I, no joke. I think it was Wednesday morning. I walked into it, and I saw that the spider got stuck on the edge of my glasses. So I see it, like, frantically doing that spider thing where it's, like, sucking its butt in, and it's, like, trying to crawl up. And I was too scared to touch it. I didn't have anything on hand to, like, swat it away. So I just start going, and finally, I blew hard enough that it, like, flew into the tree next to our front door. Oh, my God. And now, whenever I leave this house, our neighbors probably think I'm insane because I've, like, full on <laughs> do, like, arm circles in front of me because I'm like, at least it will get on my arms. Oh, my so God. So every morning when I leave for work now, I just, Ugh! That's wild. So, yeah. yeah. And then, like, I did do a haunted woods thing with my mom and my brother when we lived in Japan. The mm -hmm. base did it. And, like, you've seen Japanese spiders. They're nightmares. And so we were doing this haunted woods, and you would walk through a spider web, and it's like, is this one that they put there to scare me? Or is this one that just happened there because we're in the goddamn woods, and now there's a giant acid green spider on my face? Have you seen Japanese snails? 
We talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Africa Mai Mai. Africa Mai Mai. <laughs> you talk about Japanese spiders. <laughs> Japanese snails are the size of your foot. Yeah. <laughs> so Japanese haunted woods are scary for lots of reasons. And so these are sort of the fears that, like, I would totally do the tour, but I would be equal parts afraid of, like, arachnids I would encounter and also ghosts that I would encounter. If I did the tour, it is, I would want to go in a group. Yes, absolutely. And I would not want to bring up the rear. No, I would. I would absolutely have to be in the front. Like, I don't care if the danger is coming at me. You I don't want, want it to come from behind, behind me. You. I got it. I I don't know. Like, the times I've done ghost tours, I try to be in the middle just because I'm oh, like, you get just surrounded in case. By everyone. Exactly. Yeah. But then you also can't super see stuff. Right. So when somebody's like, see. oh, did you see that? I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. So I'm like, I don't know if I would want to be in the front, if I'd want to bring up the rear, because I wouldn't want something to like touch me, but if I'm in the back, everybody else walked through the spider web before I did. That's true. So the odds of me getting the spider Maybe are slim. I'm in like the middle on the sides. There we go. Okay, okay. so we're gonna we're gonna strategically build out our group. We can hold hands, because I always feel better if I'm holding someone's hand. <laughs> so we'll hold hands and then we'll have our friends like protect us in the configuration we most plan and then we'll explore the Lake Shawnee amusement park. We'll, we'll put our partners in the front to get the spider webs. Especially because mine is tall and he's not afraid of ghosts because he doesn't believe in them. Yeah. So even if he were to see a ghost, he'd be like, ghosts aren't real. Which, I don't know what I saw. Exactly, which would, yeah. which would be very comforting for me. Yeah. He and I had that conversation a few weeks ago where I was just like, so what would you do? And he's like, well, I don't believe in them. I'm like, yes, but what if you were confronted? He was like, yeah. I would just think I was going crazy. Yeah. I was like, but you don't even want, like, you don't even be like no but i'm not crazy no like no i would just want to like that is all you need to know about my significant other in a nutshell is that if he were to see a ghost face to face he'd be like well i guess i'm crazy rather than well i guess ghosts are yeah so anyway there we go we have a field trip planned in october we have a field trip planned for september because we're going to go to the mothman festival oh god yeah i'm so excited for that like i'm literally refreshing that website every day being like when do tickets go on sale (laughs) Uh, I'm really good at spooky voice today. You are. I'm disturbed. Who are you? Don't worry about it. Oh, God. (laughs) I have asthma and I think I came across some dust yesterday. (laughs) All right. I'm the Batman. (laughs) Where is she? Where is she? Swear to me. Uh, anyway. So that's the other way I'd be able to get through this yeah. amusement park, is if the whole time we were making fun of it just being like, where are the ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> so we have a plan. Okay. All right. Good. Let's shake on it. Let's not shake on it, because no. we're totally both going to weenie out. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The other one I wanted to talk about is less of a road trip and more of just like a trip trip, but also it's not there anymore. Okay. This is Okpoland. Okpoland? Okpoland. Okpoland. Sure. I looked at the pronunciation of the island where it is. I did not look up the pronunciation of the park itself. Yeah, okay. Flop. Hmm. Anyway, thank you to actually Wikipedia this time. Oh. Shats Travels. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize that when I typed it. <laughs> English Spectrum. Don't sue us. <laughs> Sorry for laughing at your name. <laughs> I'm sure it's a lovely surname and that the Shats family has a long, illustrious history of not shitting their pants. <laughs> Strange Abandoned Places, World Abandoned, and Bit Rebels. There are so many sources. Courtney, why? It's because there's no goddamn information about this place. It is like a fucking cryptid if it were an amusement park. Oh my god. But we'll get into that. So, Okpoland, Okpoland is on Gyoji Island, which I looked up that, mm-hmm. in South Korea. But it is firmly shrouded in mystery. Nobody hmm. knows how it came about, 
when it fucking opened, how long it was open before all this shit started happening. The only thing we know for sure is when it closed and when it was torn down. Everything else, it's like, eh. This makes me almost think of the abandoned theme park in Spirited Away. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of, like, I wonder. What is this? Where is it? I it wonder turns- if that's inspired by this yeah, now that you mention it. Just because, like, they don't know where this came from. I couldn't find anywhere that listed the name of the owner, just, like, generally referred to an owner. Yeah. But, like, even the incidents that happened there, there's very little details around. Right. Which is very spooky. It's sort of like that, well, the shop was right here a week ago. Where did it go? Where you bought the haunted crystal or whatever. Anyway. That bathroom's been... (laughs) (laughs) There hasn't been a bathroom here for 30 years. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. So, most people guess that it was established sometime in the 70s mm-hmm. based on how the decor was and, like, okay. how long it felt like it had been around by the time the 90s rolled around. Yeah. But, for the most part, it was hugely popular when it was opened because mm-hmm. the island is kind of small and there wasn't a ton of stuff to do around and it was mm-hmm. the only park of its kind. Right. So, imagine if we lived on an island that you couldn't easily get to any theme park. Right. The only thing is this kind of, like rickety carnival yeah it's that okay and so everybody went to the rickety carnival it also efficiently used its space which i think adds to the creepiness Uh because some of the rides were literally built on top of each other because it was in such a condensed space yeah that they were like okay we'll put this ride because this ride is lower and then we'll put this ride going over it okay i i went to this place in japan two years ago called hanayashiki Mm -hmm. um which is the oldest theme park in japan it was built the same year that commodore perry landed oh damn so it's that old but and then like in the 20th century after the war they added more and more rides but it's in this tiny like tiny area in the middle of asakusa Uh and there's like houses and apartments all over like around it but then you have like a roller coaster going in between and you can like look into people's houses yeah i get the sense that this was like that kind of like that and everything's built up yes yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like that but it's in south korea okay because, like, they even make a point of mentioning that when it was still up mm-hmm. and you would go in it, it felt like you were in this other world, even though you were within eyeshot of, like, apartment buildings. Yeah. But you just felt very isolated, isolated. and spooky. Yeah. Anyway, so it had the classic swinging Viking ride mm-hmm. with the boat where it goes around, mm-hmm. a carousel, a spinning rocket ship ride, like, at Disneyland. Where oh, you yeah, 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 yeah. one of those. Bumper cars and your standard, like, arcade type buildings. Like, okay. because it was so small, mostly you had, like, two buildings that were just different arcades sure. and, like, yeah. had different games mm-hmm. and stuff. The Unfortunately, the ride that seemed the most innocent was also the most deadly. Oh, God. So I'm going to show you a picture of the ride. Okay. Because I want you to have the experience I did when I realized what the fuck I was reading. It's a fucking duck train. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so, the duck train in and of itself... It's not that scary looking, It's not that scary. I'm wondering why ducks. You're, you're about to be very afraid of this fucking duck ride. Okay. So hold on tight for ducks to be ruined forever. It's pretty much what it sounds like. We'll put pictures on the Instagram as we usually do, but like... It's pretty much just a tr- simple train ride with ducks in it, which, you know, kids love ducks and kids love trains. This is a great ride. Too old to be a duckling. Quack, quack. quack. The duck train claimed its first fatality sometime in the 1990s. Uh... When a little girl died on the ride. Okay. The owner of Okpo Land was a class act about it, though. Just kidding! They offered no apology, no explanation for how or why the girl died, and they gave no compensation to the little girl's family. 
Again, I have, yeah. like, 18 sources. I right. dug as much as well, I could. so I'm looking at that duck, and, like, it doesn't look... It looks like just a very straightforward... It looks like, like a duck train. Yeah, how would you die on that ride? We don't know, because Ugh. they never released details about how this God. girl died. Instead, they swept the incident under the rug, because this was in the early 1990s, mm. and continued running the duck ride until 1999. Oh, God. And that's when the duck train claimed its second victim. Uh, One of the ride's carts jumped the tracks and capsized, and the little girl inside it was thrown from the car and died upon impact with the pavement below. Ah! Uh, Overnight, Akpoland closed. <gasps> the owner vanished, leaving everything exactly as it was on that last deadly oh day. God. Most upsettingly, the car that jumped the tracks was exactly where it was. I'm going to show you this picture, because if my life was ruined, yours has to be, too. Ah! What? How? That's really upsetting. Yeah. And the girl was flung from there. She was flung from that. So you can see the track. Yeah. And then that somehow, it just came off the track, which I don't think this ride went all that fast. Like, when you look at it, it's not built for, like, roller coaster speeds. Right. And they just fucking left it there. Good lord. Yep. So, it closed down in 1999, the day after this happened. Again, there's not a ton of details about how or why it happened. The owner disappeared. I could not find any information about who the fucking owner was. So, that's fun. And, yeah, that was it. They just left it as it was. And the haunted reputation followed as the park started falling into disrepair over the years. The plants took over like they often do. Mm -hmm. And visitors, mostly of the urban exploring variety at the abandoned park, reported feeling a spooky presence following them. Something that they couldn't see, but that gave them the chills. They described it as being like something out of a K-horror film, Mm -hmm. complete with abandoned doll heads, extensive brambles, and generally an otherworldly feel. But the good bad news is, it's not there anymore. In 2011, they demolished the park, but the land was sold... To a hotel developer. So that hotel is going to be haunted as shit. Mm-mm. And that's that. That's all I got about that. Like I said, I dug as much as I could, and I could not find fucking details about who this owner was, what the fuck was happening in there. But yeah, at least two children died on that fucking duck train. And it was a duck train! It shouldn't, nothing, like, if you're going to die at an amusement park, I would expect it to be like, um, God, I, I don't know if... It was, like, my junior year or maybe my senior year. Yeah. But, you know, every year that our band went on band trips, Mm -hmm. it would be, like, okay, we go to a city and, like, tour it. Yeah. Or go to, like, when we went to Disney, we just stayed at Disney. Yeah. But then always, like, on the last day of the trip or second to last day of the trip, we always went to an amusement park. Right. There was an amusement park we went to in the south somewhere. It was either Carowinds between North and South Carolina or maybe it was, like, a different... I don't remember which, yeah. but like a week after we went, a kid got decapitated by a roller coaster Jesus. because he tried to like hop a fence to get his hat that fell off, oh. and he got hit with the roller coaster incoming and got decapitated. Yeah, and that's so, how like if that's what I would expect like a roller coaster death to be. Not like I was just on the duck. I was train. on the duck train. Like the duck train is where you go when you're afraid of roller coasters and your friends are giving you a hard time because you don't want to go on any of the rides, but you're like, I'll go on the duck train, right? But it is interesting that you mention the amusement park fatalities, because this resulted in no fatalities, but mm-hmm. it did happen, like, today. So, oh, Bush yeah. Gardens in Williamsburg just 
indefinitely closed the Escape from Pompeii ride, which is a ride that I've been on. I believe you've been yeah, on Yeah, I've been on well. it. I like Escape from Pompeii. It's it, really cute. It scared me a lot when I was little because yeah. any kind of contained special effects fire freaked mm-hmm. me the fuck out. And eerily enough, there was a fire on the ride's roof yesterday. Mm. Yesterday. When you're listening to it, Saturday. Yeah. So they're saying the ride wasn't operating at the time. There were no park guests in the area, but now it's indefinitely closed because it it caught on fire. Damn it. Probably got some damage. Yeah, I wouldn't I, I went to college with a kid who's like a marketing director at Bush Gardens, so I, I should <laughs> be like, what's up? What's the deal? Also, <laughs> can you get me discount tickets? Because Mama loves roller coasters. He complains about that on Facebook all the time. I don't give a when shit. People, I want when people uh, like come out of the woodwork to <laughs> ask him for discount tickets. I don't know him, but guess what? I'm asking for discount um, tickets. Yeah, Bush Gardens... Will, this is Busch Gardens Williamsburg, yes. not Busch Gardens Tampa. I have been to that one. Yeah. It is in Tampa, and yeah. I all, <laughs> we were literally about to get in ride for the, um, what is it called? The Chicon or something like yeah. that? Yeah, that one. Yeah. We were just about to get in line for it, and then it started storming, and I guess the ride broke down, mm-hmm. because all we see is at the top of the very tall hill, people being escorted off the ride down those super rickety oh, stairs. Oh, God, you wouldn't like that at No, all. I would not care for that shit. That would ruin my day. <laughs> yeah. I So, yeah, this is the Williamsburg one, yeah. which used to be the best theme park in Virginia, except then they closed Dark Castle. Why the fuck? Randomly, just like... Didn't even announce it. Last year, they didn't say that they weren't going to open it again this year, and then now there's no Curse of Dark Castle, so what's the fucking point of even going to Bush Gardens at this point? It Except was the for maybe spookiest like, ride. Maybe, like, going to the Christmas lights thing, because that looks oh, really that, cute. That does look they cute. have, like, a German Christmas market. Yeah, and they, and they, they do pop, have really yeah. good roller coasters. They do, but Dark Castle, but was, Dark the Castle only, was, it was the only dark ride. And it was quiet and dark. It was nice, and, and cool. it had AC. Yes. And it was the spoopiest. It's like, it was like a higher level Haunted Mansion, basically. Yeah, like you go in like, and it's, and like, it's a, like, if you survive the night, you get stuff. It has like the 3D, like, astral production thing. Yeah, and they really like cool. sprinkle water on you when yeah. you like just carefully dodge the werewolf's dro- drool. Everyone loves Dark Castle. Bring Why it would back. you get rid of it? I have so many questions for your friend who's the marketing director there. Yeah. The right? first one is... First of all, how dare you? And the second one is, I would like some discount tickets. How do we make that happen? <laughs> but I'm going to open with how dare you. <laughs> yeah. So there is no reason for me to go to Bush Gardens not in December anymore. Because <laughs> that ride does not exist. Yeah. All right. So moving from theme parks to something a little bit more innocuous. And only scary if you think about it too hard. Like the duck ride. Chuck E. Cheese. Is where uh, what I'm going to be talking about. Yay! Um, Chuck E. Cheese, which actually stands for, uh, well, it used to be Chuck E. Cheese's Pizza Time Theater, <laughs> but now it's just Chuck E. Cheese Pizza. Sure. Right? But the E in Chuck E. Cheese is Charles Entertainment Cheese. That's Charles Entertainment Cheese, if you're nasty. If you're nasty. So, um, Chuck E. Cheese. In and of itself, not that creepy. No. Right? The creepiest thing to me is, like, finding a puddle of pee. Right. I mean, that's not an unusual yeah, occurrence. Yeah, that's not an unusual there. occurrence. It's really only fun if you are a very small child and you don't realize how disgusting it is. Right. So, um, just to do a little bit of background, Chuck E. Cheese's Pizza Time Theater was founded by the Atari founder, <gasps> Yeah, right. No, uh, Nolan Bushnell, who is seeking to expand the purview of video game arcades beyond more adult locations like pool halls to a child and family-friendly venue, hmm. 
which is which is good. Yeah, that's, yeah that, I think that's Chuck E. Smart. Cheese is probably easily one of the first places that I ever got to play like skee ball. Yeah, you know, or like got to play Pac Man or something. Yeah, like that. my mom yeah. had like strict limitations on when we would go because mm-hmm. she hated Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, understandably, but like. Every time we went, we had a great time. Yeah. It, like, we usually only went for, like, if somebody was having a birthday party there, but it was always awesome, and you get to save up all your tickets, and then mm-hmm. you get those, like, shitty 90s, like, little bracelets, bracelets made out yeah. of rope, and they're neon colors. I, I always liked getting the, the the clear stars that link together so you can oh. make, like, big necklaces out nice. of them. Yeah, I like getting those. I got a Chinese finger trap once. Mm-hmm. And then I genuinely got my fingers stuck in it, and I had a moment of, oh no, this is this is how it's going to be for the rest of my life. I'm always going to be trapped in this Chinese finger trap. And then I like went to my mom, and she was like, you dummy. She just smushed my hands together, and then out yeah. my fingers came. <laughs> yep. And so Bushnell had some experience in the amusement park industry, and he also was really fond of the Disney company. And so he wanted to incorporate like entertainment with the arcade with like food, right? Yeah. And so have like a whole experience. Like a mini Disneyland. Yeah. Basically, and so he, he, you know, was watching everything kind of come together, yeah. and he had hired people to make the animatronics, and he had initially wanted a coyote, and he was going to call it Coyote Pizza. Right? I'm just thinking of Coyote yeah. Ugly, where the women dance on the, the bar. Tape. Right, yeah. And so now so. I'm imagining, like, a sexy coyote being like, do you want a drink, child? Right. So, <laughs> Coyote Pizza ended up having to change it to Rick Rat's Pizza. Yikes. That's a lot worse. That's worse. But then the marketing people were like, how about Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> the marketing people were like, can we not use the word rat, rat? in the name of our restaurant? Because again, we don't want this to be Remy's cousin's like, pizza place. <laughs> oh, honey, where do you want to eat dinner tonight? I don't know. How about the place that has rat in the name? Right. That goes well for cleanliness standards. Let me tell you about like the at the end of Ratatouille yeah. when Colette and Linguini, with the backing of the, the food critic, yeah. open a restaurant called... La Ratatouille. Yeah, it's like, it's you, like you guys, guys have the biggest balls. Yeah, your restaurant was just shut down because of all the rats, and you open a restaurant that has the word rat, rat in, in it. It has a mascot that's a little rat with a chef hat. Right? Although, I will say, it is France, so I don't think the French word for rat is rat. I'm going to look it up right. while you talk. So, so, yeah. So, basically, they they just wanted to create this like fun entertainment place. Yeah. Over the years, however, I guess the animatronics didn't age well. And the animatronics are what, like, as I was doing research and even, like, just talking to other people, yeah. the thing about Chuck E. Cheese that bothers people the most. Yeah. And that's weird because, like, you know, uh, animatronics, when they're done well, are actually, you know, pretty innocuous. Like, um, like I said earlier in the episode, I'm not scared of the animatronics at Disney. The Hall of Presidents um, doesn't freak you out? I've never been to Hall of Presidents. Good call. And I don't intend to go, <laughs> like, at this point. Yeah, that's ever. fair. Unless you're going to, like, kick a certain one in the face. We're not going to name yeah, names. Yeah, we're not going to name names. Political. Yeah, no. But yeah. appropriately, it turns out the French word for rat is, in fact, rat. I was mistaken. Oh, So, that. giant French balls. Giant French balls. Yeah, so, so, I, I'm never setting foot in Hall of Presidents. Good that call. is a nightmare escape. Ugh. Anyway. So I like wasn't scared of that, but I can understand like how they can be creepy in other senses. Just like right. what you were saying that the, the animatronics at oh, <laughs> yeah. Chuck E. Cheese they, they, they didn't really horrible, work, like... right? Like they and they were just kind of askew. Yeah. Um, one story that I found on like a parent blog um, was talking about how his daughter was at a birthday, like a little daughter, so still like learning object permanence and not realizing, okay. like doesn't realize like these things are robots. Yeah. It thinks that they're just people in costumes, sure. like at Disney World. And is trying to get the attention furiously of the duck, like, playing the keyboards or whatever. And, like, waving and, like, is, like, sure that this, you know, the duck is real. 
And so after the show is over and they're like trying to eat pizza or whatever at this pe- this party. Yeah. The little girl is like eating and putting her face in cake but still kind of looking at the duck. And the duck is the only animatronic on the stage that's still blinking at regular intervals. Oh, right? No. And then Chuck E. Cheese in the costume, the costume Chuck E. Cheese comes out. So now the girl is even more adamant, like, oh, I want to play with the duck. Yeah, the duck is clearly real. And, like, the dad is getting increasingly, like, how do I explain that she's not real? Because she's still developing her brain, right? right? So little kids aren't scared, but the dad at this point is like, the duck is blinking. My daughter <laughs> thinks it's real. She wants to share her cake with the duck. <laughs> and then the duck develops a taste for human flesh instead. Right. And it turns into a whole thing. And so it turns into a whole thing. So I think part of the creepiness is also just like the maintenance, right? Yeah. And then, you know, just a few years ago, Chuck E. Cheese ultimately got rid of the animatronics. Because they didn't work, mostly. They, they were didn't, just nightmares. And they weren't at every single one. Oh. So, so like... Basically, when the first location opened in 1977, they were still, you know, in good shape and they were, you know, like people were excited about them. They had like, you know, some of the top of the line, you know, animatronic gear, right? But by 1998, as the company installed into new stores, they made only like a single animated Chuck E. Cheese character. And then they had like television monitors and lighting effects. And the characters then instead appeared, the other characters were just like... cartoon characters or puppet characters on the TV so they didn't have to do like so much with the the maintenance of that yeah and then in 2017 so just uh, last year they decided to remove all the animatronics from all of their stores that were still existing and instead do like a modernized dance floor and so yeah they're like (laughs) trying to do I think they're doing like TV screens and stuff so they still have like Chuck E. Cheese narrating and being like hey boys and girls you know let's go and dance and so like doing dances and have the kids come out on the dance floor and yeah. they like perform their own entertainment. Now watch me whip. Now watch me nay nay. I saw something kind of like this at Disney World with the Incredible Summer. They had like a stage production yeah. and like during like throughout the afternoon they had people not even the ones in the Disney costume but basically like a team of like like um, like a, like a dance club like yeah. an area of future world uh, future land like turned into like a little little dance club for kids yeah and so people would be leading and they'd have like superheroes performing like tricks and stuff and yeah. then like leading the kids in limbo or kind of like, like what they do can, with the Star Wars section yeah like yeah. Who, who can dance the most and oh, you know that, yeah. that kind of thing so I think that's probably what they're trying to move to yeah. like kids don't need animatronics they no right. They don't understand them. At best, they're terrifying. Right. And so that terrifying part was exploited. Yay! <laughs> by, in 2014, by a game called Five Nights at Freddy's, which was created, designed, and developed and published by Scott Cawthorn for, for PC, basically. Okay. PC and then phones. The series is centered on the story of a fictional restaurant named Freddy Fazbear's Pizza, a pastiche of restaurants such as Chuck E. Cheese's and Showbiz Pizza Place. Showbiz Pizza Place has an even scarier mascot than the initial Chuck E. Cheese. I'll show it to you later. But eventually the two companies merged and I think it like went away forever. Thank God. Yeah, but I'll I'll show you the initial. Chuck E. Cheese is scary You can put it on Instagram. The original Chuck E. Cheese mascot and the original 
showbiz place. Yikes. They they were not, age was not good to them. It's kind of like when you look at old costumes of Duke Dog from JMU. Oh, no. And they're, like, really upsetting in the 70s for some reason. Yeah. Like, there's, or, like, the really, really old Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Where they're, like, serial killers. Yeah, they're yeah. Serial, yeah. The one where right before you went to Disney World for the first time, I was like, yes or no, Sasha should do a <laughs> Disney bound as this. Right? <laughs> so, so thinking back to those original mascots, I think is also where Five Nights at Freddy's gets a lot of their, like, character design ideas because they're really upsetting. Great. So the first three games involve the player working as nighttime security guard in which they must utilize several tools, most notably checking security cameras, to survive against animatronic characters which become mobile and homicidal after hours. Great. The fourth game, which uses different gameplay and mechanics from its predecessors, takes place in the house of a child who must defend against nightmarish versions of the animatronics by closing doors and fleeing on foot. Yay. Why were they at his house? I don't know, and I don't want to know, because I'm not going to play this. <laughs> Maybe his dad is, like, an inventor. Like, his mom, like, programs the shit. Right. And took her work home. Um, and then the fifth game takes place in a maintenance facility owned by a sister company of Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. The player is a technician instead of a night guard who must do different tasks each night as told by an AI voice heard in the game. Yikes. And then the sixth game, the player acts as the owner of a pizzeria, which they must decorate with payable items and must work the night shift for their pizzeria, which basically is, like, the the original games. Right. So, I remember when this game first came out, my brother was kind of into playing horror games on PC. Mm. I guess if this is 2014, when the first game came out, yeah, August 2014, he was a senior in high school. So he was, he and I were both still living at home at this point. Mm -hmm. And so he downloaded Five Nights at Freddy's and I basically watched him play like through finger, like through, you know, through my fingers. And, it was interesting. I did fall into, like, a whole, like, at that time of, like, reading into the lore and reading about all of the, like, notes and whatnot, like, yeah. and some of the, like, weird little Easter eggs in it. Mm-hmm. And so the world building in the game is really interesting, but it really harps on that fear we have of robots that just, like, don't work as well as we'd want them to. You know, yeah. like, even going to, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride yeah. or Carousel of Pro- Progress, there's something just, like, just not human, yeah. right? about it or going to the country bear jamboree there's something it's very cartoony but there are sometimes like if an eye is just slightly off and blinking yeah. you're like oh no like this something is wrong you right? hit like peak uncanny valley yeah and so so this really like jumps on that that yeah. we get scared of things that we can fill in the blanks of you know you know is is there really not a person in that costume and that's one of the things. Like, if these characters get you in in Five Nights at Freddy's, they yeah. like stuff you in a costume. Oh, yeah. Good. It's, it's it's a pretty violent. Yeah, Great. you meet a pretty violent end. Yeah. So it's it is really like disturbing in that, and like we've said in previous episodes about your brain filling these gaps in mm-hmm. when you don't know what's going on in the pizza parlor at night, right? <laughs> like, what are those animatronics up to? Murder. Murder, right? Mostly. There's that episode, like I said before, about Gravity Falls. Yeah. Where the characters come to life and because of a computer program. Mm-hmm. And they try to, like, kill and attack the kids. And it's just like... Ah! Or like the episode of The Simpsons where they're in Itchy and Scratchy Land. Itchy and Scratchy Land, Land, right? The Westworld episode, basically. Like, what's the worst... Long before Westworld was a thing. (laughs) Right, yeah. Because that was like a parody of the 1980s Westworld. Yeah. So, like... The, that question that even they asked, like, in, in Westworld, the original Westworld, what's the worst that could happen when you have robots? Yeah. Right? And they, they could kill you, even the yeah. fun ones that are in kids' pizza parlors. Because they have axes. Right. 
So, I thought that I would look up, like, scary stories, like, hauntings, like, maybe Five Nights at Freddy-esque stuff has happened in stores. Like, there are employees who are like, wow, this impossible thing happened. Like, I left, you know, Chuck E. Cheese and the mouse had his guitar up, but then when I came back the next morning, the guitar was, like, down and he was posing differently or, like, you know, like, doing something weird, right? Peak Scooby-Doo shit. It's peak Scooby-Doo shit. But when I found this list of all the horrible things that had happened at Chuck E. Cheese. I was like, oh, yay, great, ghost stuff, or, like, creepy stuff. No, all the horrible things is, like, Nathan Dunlap kills four in a Chuck E. Cheese revenge spree. Or massive brawl breaks out in Connecticut. Bless. Or, you know, man sexually assaults child, you know. Or a tire flies through a window, (laughs) or or injuring three. (laughs) So it's like, or, you know, a sexual predator took girls to Chuck E. Cheese. Or man man picks up the wrong child after eating pizza. Oh my god. Or, you know, indecent exposure. Sure. A skee-ball fight that ended with assault charges. (laughs) That that sounds like me. Shove that skee-ball up your ass. You know, so people doing heroin in the bathrooms. (laughs) So that's, like, all the terrible things. On a mommy blog called Mommy-ish. Yeah. It's ten stories from Chuck E. Cheese employees that will never make you want to go back. And story number one is called All the Poop. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, My mom was really antsy about letting us in the ball pit just because of all the The poop. The poop. I think there was one time, like, she was going to put us in there, but then she saw, like, there was a diaper. Yeah. Somebody just left a dirty diaper, and so she was like, all right, no, we aren't. Yeah, there was one story from an a employee that said, I worked there 20 years ago as a game technician. I'd get pulled out of my repair room to help understaffed areas, which I didn't mind much, but they asked me to be the rat one time. I'm 6'7", so everything that was supposed to be baggy was comfortable, like that episode of The Simpsons when Homer goes to clown college. <laughs> so I walk out of there over 7 feet tall with the head on, wearing my own shoes since the suit ones were too small. Children start crying and running away. <laughs> the poor kid who was there for his birthday shit himself. <laughs> So they immediately pulled me back into the room. They got a kitchen guy from the kitchen to take over. They never asked me to be the rat again. <laughs> this um, is why Disney has such strict regulations about who can be what. Exactly. Like, down to the height. Like, yeah. if you are 5'1", you cannot be Mickey Mouse. You have to be 5 feet exactly. If you're 5 yeah. foot and half an inch, nope. I have a friend who is Mickey. Yeah. Like, or she, she, she can be Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy. Like, But they're all, like, basically... You have to be the same... There are certain people who can be goofy. Because you have to be tall. They can't really be anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, they have... My mom was telling me about it. So, like, not only is there a really intense, like, audition process, especially if you want to be, like, a princess where you have to talk to people, mm-hmm. but to be anybody in a costume, you have to be, like, down to the fucking centimeter of that height. Oh, God. Yeah, it's nuts. Wait, I found one oh. one creepy story. Oh, good. Tell okay. me, tell me, tell me, tell so, me. This is from a Reddit user called Ubercharged Films. <laughs> Working as a night watch officer, I had an experience where these sounds were coming from the arcade area, and I was sure someone was breaking in. Is this Five Nights at Freddy's? I bet it is. My life-size <laughs> robotic Chuck E. Cheese was moving around on the floor staring at the security camera. Three days later, I quit the job and have never wanted to go through near one of those hell holes again. Yikes. But, but that's, again, like this thing yeah. where like if the robot just slightly... like moves in the middle of the night. You're yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> How does the robot get on the floor? Like, what the fuck? That's not where it goes. Ooh. Yeah. So, so filling in those holes, the, that, you know, like you don't want to be in a shopping mall in the middle of the night. No. Although I read a book about that yeah. and it wasn't so bad because there were just like a bunch of like latchkey kids who lived in the mall at night. Oh, yeah. And so they like would raid the food court and they'd like put on clothes. Yeah. And- yeah, but you know that feeling of, like, when you are in a place that you don't belong? Like, yeah. you know, like a 
Like when you're in school when after you're in school hours. school after hours, yeah. yeah. Or like during the summer. Yeah. Being in school during the summer is always really weird for yeah. me. So yeah, being in a Chuck E. Cheese at night. Or it like can, if like, you're help at you. work like half an hour after everybody's yeah. left, it just feels icky. It feels yeah. icky. So like thinking about Chuck E. Cheese like that I think is why it, Chuck E. Cheese doesn't make you want to be a kid. It makes you want to like scream and run out of there. Fair. Fair. Yeah. I was hoping that that would have been creepier, but I feel like if you're listening to this episode at night after Courtney's bit, you could probably sleep because Chuck E. Cheese is not that scary. Unless you have personally had a creepy experience with Chuck E. Cheese. Where can they tell that story, Sasha? They can tell it to us uh, if they email us at boophour at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter Thank or you for Instagram. my really intense segue. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> like, I appreciate it. Do it. <laughs> but yeah, if you've got stories, I feel like we're at kind of a, we're at a dry spell with stories. Yeah, we haven't stories. gotten any good ones recently. Yeah, so, so send us your stories if you got them or if your aunt's got them or your sister's neighbor's friend has them. Yeah, tell us. Yeah, tell us some stories. Tell us your story. Summertime, not just October time, is good for ghost stories. Yeah, because um, you can go around a campfire and do that whole thing yeah. if who you, stole my golden arm if you've ever been to like a creepy roadside attraction ooh, yeah. and you're like ooh I know about something creepy that happened in this place because I found a list of creepy roadside attractions and there's basically one in every state yeah. so you know if you've been to one you had a weird experience or you've heard of one that you've always wanted to go to tell us about it I've been to Dinosaur Land in Winchester. Nice. That one's not, it's like not that creepy. It's just really old and dilapidated. I've been to, but it has a vibe. I've been to Pedro south of the border. Mm. Not creepy, just very, very tacky. Tacky, um, yeah. We did Kellogg's Cereal World. Oh my God. <laughs> which is somewhere in the middle of the country. And it was just, it was just bad. The best part about it was they let us have a bowl of cornflakes right after they came out of the like thing. And fun fact, warm cornflakes are the best fucking thing in this entire world. Oh, wow. They're so good. Warm cornflakes. Yes, but the rest of it was just like, oh, this is lame. Like yeah. without milk? You can add milk, but oh, it but will cool like it off faster. But yeah. like, yeah, they just were like, here, have some warm cornflakes. It was like, ooh. Ooh, yeah. Hello. So Interesting. that's our friendly tip for the day. Yeah. Ghost stories. Yes. If you want to say hey. If you want to be like, you didn't talk about this haunted theme park, you want to like... You didn't talk about my personal experience at Chuck E. Cheese where my mom was killed by the mouse in front of me. Yeah. Please tell me that story. Yes. <laughs> also, sorry about your mom. <laughs> yeah. Condolences. <laughs> condolences, but also we need deets. We need deets. So it has been another hour of spoop. Thank you for spooping with us, as always. So we are... Oh. Two pods a day. Oh, Yes. Thank you for reminding me. We are participating in Two Pods a Day, which is a campaign that shares some love with smaller indie podcasts like us. We had our day a couple of days ago. But and it was so nice. Thank so you nice. guys for your nice comments. Welcome if you're new because of Two Pods a Day. Welcome if you're new in just general. We're really happy to have you here. And we would like to spread that Two Pods a Day love by recommending that you listen to Species. Jimmy's seen some stuff and unabashedly obsessed. These mm. were the ones that we got to review as part of this campaign, and they were all excellent. Learn about narwhals, learn about, oops, I accidentally joined a cult, <laughs> learn about my immortal, that terrible Harry Potter fanfic. Oh, God, All that yeah. good stuff. So go ahead and check those podcasts out, and be sure to follow at two, like the number, pods a day on mm -hmm. Twitter, and just keep track of that campaign for the entire month of July. Yep. So we'll see you all on the internet. Stay safe. Don't fall off of roller coasters. Watch Don't out for duck trains. Duck trains. And just be smart when you go to theme parks. Avoid the duck train. Avoid the Again, duck train. Again, cannot emphasize enough. No duck train. No.
We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? On every first and third Thursday of the month, your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Weglin, pick a very radioactive, a very out-of-this-world double feature, and discuss two movies featuring giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens attacking Earth, and everything in between. Then join us in the underground on every second and fourth Thursday as we look to shed some light on the unknown of this world and worlds beyond with our series the drive-in underground classified case files are presented featuring ufos cryptids and everything unknown so join us and don't forget to stop by our snack bar first oh you're lucky the internet doesn't want to load it (laughs) nervous laughter Broadband bullshit. Dial up internet. <laughs> I think it's just because it's a really big ass photo. I should take the screenshot. I was a fool. Do a school for <laughs> This guy's kind of scared to death. Hope he doesn't see right through me. Boy, I wish that I knew how to swim. Be a man, you must be swift as the coursing wind. Be a man with all the perks of a great typhoon. Be a man with all the rage of a raging fire. No, or a course of a raging fire. Course, yeah. yeah. Rage, of a rage. rage of a raging fire. Mysterious as the dark side of the moon. Look, it's really hard to type and sing that song. Darkness breaks the door to the hunters. Arrive. Ah!